you're about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. I was up in my office today and I was praying and God just took me on a journey of worship tabernacle and I found out that where we were are today is based on divine thoughts. Even the office I'm using is just based on divine thoughts. The decisions we've made in worship tabernacle is based on divine thoughts. I'm not saying we got everything right. The ones we didn't get right were not divine. But the ones that were right, the vast, vast majority were right. We started with nothing. I never pastored before. How old were all of us at that time? 30 years of age, just in their early 30s, you know, had 20s. What were we doing? But every great man or woman in the Bible were receptors of divine thoughts. Joshua was given a divine instructions for the wall of Jericho. I'm hoping that many of you would go to Israel in 2021 because you're missing, seriously. And I'm going to push most of you. I'll be coming to your accounts to get money from you so I can push you to go. But when we got to Jericho, we found out that it could only be God. You can't get into that place. It is so far remote that is only God that could have given a man and say to him, how many times did they actually go around the wall of Jericho? Seven? How many times? This is not a trick question. How many times? Seven. Seven. So I thought until I went there. No. They went there, they went around six times for six days and on the last day they went around there, what? seven times. So seven plus six is what? Thirteen. And that's why the numerology falls flat on its face when they say number thirteen means negative. Number thirteen gave them a victory. So how does it work out? So stop not going into the lift when it's the thirteenth of a month. <laughs> or walk on the scaffolding. Be, be, be real. Um... But God said, go around every, once every day for six days. And on the seventh day, go around seven times. And then the wall fell. It was a, is a man that received divine thoughts. And I studied the scripture and I found out that the, the phone line, the phone line to their minds, hard drive, was open to God and not open to circumstance. Their phone line. I'm just using an, 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 an adage here. Even David had to change his hearing before he could change what was happening. He entered into Ziglag. They had taken his wife and his children and everything. 
And until he heard right, he could not act right. All he was hearing was crying. All he was hearing was stoning. All he was hearing was negativity. And he had to change what he was hearing before he could change his circumstance. So he had to say, give me an umin and thumin, the, 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 the oracle. God, should I go after them or should I not? Can we listen to that question? His wife, his children, and everybody was held captive. And he's still asking God, should I pursue or not? This is a warrior. This is a soldier. Are you following what I'm saying? This is, a, this is a man that has defeated Goliath. This is a man that has won wars. The natural instincts should say to him, pursue. Is anyone, are you with me? As a soldier, they've taken your, your children, even any one of us, the, the, my natural instincts was, will be to pursue. Uh, let me give you a, a very good example. It's as if your child is in the car. Someone now hijacks your car and then is driving away with your car, with your child in there. And you're standing there and saying, God, should I pursue or should I not pursue? Are you following what I'm saying? Generally, I mean, you, or your friend is with you in another car. Your general reaction is to jump into the other car and then pursue the car. car isn't the, 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 this is what we're talking about. The man is a warrior and he's asking God, should I pursue or should I not pursue? So the question is that... So He's expecting that if God says no, then he will not go. God has a plan for him. This is crazy, right? Because how I'm, they've taken my wife, they've taken my children, they've taken everything. I'm the leader, they want to stone me. I have to find a solution. And his next question is for us to pray. Because if I don't hear God right, I will go by the circumstances that is around me. Pastor, why did you all say all this? Maybe you can write this down in the recesses of your heart or if you're taking notes. If you hear the noise of the problem, you will stop the pursuit. If you hear the noise, if all you're hearing is the noise, you will stop pursuing. Because until David overcame the sorrow and the grief he felt at Ziklag he was powerless to take appropriate steps to reverse the situation. If all you hear is the noise of the problem, you will never pursue. If all you hear is you are too young to buy property, you don't have enough money to buy property, you can never buy a property. You will never pursue it. You hear what I'm saying? If all you hear is the noise, you will not pursue. If they keep telling you, and like most of us, we didn't really know we could marry at the time we married. Because financially, it was impossible. But if all you hear is the noise of other negativity around you, you will not make it. And so David had to change what he was hearing so that he would be able to understand and distinguish the hidden things that God has for him. 
And let me say this. Because David's phone line to his mind was open to God. So what 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 are you saying, Pastor? Your spirit, someone say my spirit, is a telephone system. Your spirit is a telephone system. And it must do the following things. Number one, you must keep that line activated. I'm giving you everything before I start preaching the whole thing. Your line must be activated. Do you realize that if you have a phone and you do not activate the SIM, you cannot receive phone calls? Are you following what I'm saying? Recently, someone called me and said to me, he said, um, um, I tried to call you. I said, yeah, why don't you leave a message? He said, oh, I've been trying to leave a message, but your phone is not receiving any messages. I said, that's not possible. He said, yeah, your phone doesn't receive any messages. I said, since when? He said, well, I tried on the 14th of February and all that. I'm like, wow. So I called my phone and it didn't receive any message. I was like, that's good. No wonder. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? That's good. She said, you need to activate your voice. I said, why? It's always been working. So we had to go through the whole stuff of activating. But I'm not sure if I did the right thing because I just found out that I never had messages. For one month, I've had peace. I mean, if you call me, you won't feel... No wonder I haven't had anyone leave a message. It was because my voicemail wasn't activated. If you're ever going to walk with God, you must be able to learn to make sure that that line of communication between you and God is always activated. Number two, you have to keep the telephone line clear. It must be clear. Which means, number three, it must never be engaged. Because how many thoughts has God sent to you that your phone line was engaged? And you know why it was engaged? Because like David, if all he was hearing was the noise, the noise is the block towards the message God wants to send. People can be the blockage. Situations can be the blockage. Are you following what I'm saying? Sometimes... Our phone line is so busy because we have given our phone number to too many people. I want you to start thinking. I'm not talking about my phone, physical phone. In fact, even that itself, many of you, when they check your contact, there was one contact I saw. You have 570 people on your contact contact. Contact. Everybody has your phone line. That's why I, 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 I don't like the WhatsApp because every, automatically everybody has your phone number. But, 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 but the phone, spiritual phone number I'm talking about is if everybody has access into your life, your line will be engaged. You must be able to know who you give access access to your ears and to your life. And at every point in time in your life, you must be able to check and reassess how many people have access to your life. 
When I was single, there were many who had access. When I got married, the access reduced. My, my children is not going to be angry about this, so I'm just going to share. When we were living together before he got married, he got married first. And after two years, after he got married, I got married. But he now moved into his own house because I had my own house. We were living together, so he moved out. But he still had the key to my house. So he will come in anytime he wants to come in. He had access. When I got married, he kept doing the same thing. And one day my wife said, what if you just walk in and you see what you're not supposed to see? He says, well, this is my house. That's the day I withdrew the access. I think you need to give me my key. Why? What if there's an emergency? Don't worry, I'll find my neighbor. Give me uh, the key because suddenly I find that he would just walk in, eat something, take some clothes and disappear. Uh, so, but when my wife came, the access had to stop. No offense, but you have to start to look at those who have access into your life. Where else? Some people get married and they still hang out with the people that are jealous of where you are right now and starts to feed you with negativity that ruins where you are. So you are married um, uh, 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 and, and, and you're still hanging out with people who can help you in the level you are at or in. Thank you. Is anyone here? When I'm, it, 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 it could be crazy, but and some of you may say, so, uh, so what happened to those who are single? Pray to get married. It's simple. Don't, 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 don't fight it. But, uh, but, but, but I can't keep getting advice from my homies who are not married for the level where I am. Because and many of you are looking at me funny. Your husbands, if you get married, supposed to hang out with those who are genuinely and happily married, because if he still is hanging out with his homies that are not married, they are at the bar. And at the bar, there is trouble. You think about how you met him at the bar. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> No, 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 see, 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 seriously, he, he was out every Friday, and he comes back Saturday morning, and he's still hanging out with those guys married, you find out that his line is so engaged that you can't even get to him anymore. Likewise, women too, you're married. And you're still going out every single Saturday, having sleepovers. Your sleepover is supposed to be over in your house. Because at every level, there must be a rea- you must reassess who are the people you're lending your ears to. Because when David fell into trouble... The ones who were around him, who were the warriors, were not the ones who helped him. It was the priest and the prophet. 
that he was able to consult that said to him, you can pursue, you can overtake. Abraham got a phone call from heaven before he killed Isaac. No, he didn't kill Isaac. He was about to kill Isaac. But if his phone line was not clear enough, he would have gone on the previous instruction that God was only using it to test him not to kill his son. And I know for myself that God said this, okay, God, kill the person. Oh, and then a ram appeared. You just look at the ram. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. This is what I'm going to. Many of us have killed our destiny because what God said yesterday is not what he's saying today. When God visited you, when God spoke to you, some of times our mind was thinking failure when God was sending thoughts of success and progress down the telephone line. It must be activated, it must be clear, and it must never be engaged. Every time. Some of us are looking at me and thinking, I don't understand what you say. God has given all of us the capacity to hear his voice. Why? How do I know? Because he didn't give it to animals. Animals can't hear God's voice. Animals don't pray. They don't pray. In fact, when you check the birds, the birds are supposed to give us an idea that they don't pray, but they still eat. Because God automatically knows how to provide for them. But animals don't pray. Animals don't talk, talk to God. Animals don't speak. But God created you in his image and according to his likeness, that in the beginning when he wanted to uh, teach us or tell us how important you are to him, he came down every evening to speak to Adam. It was only when Adam's phone line was engaged that he found out that he started to say, Adam, where are you? And Adam says, oh, I felt naked. You felt naked because somebody had tapped into your phone line and has destroyed your communication with God. So, and let me say this. I've, I've preached this before. Hearing the voice of God, listen to me everyone. Hearing the voice of God, it is not exclusive, it's inclusive. I know you, you watch a lot of TV, Christian TV, you watch a lot of stuff on YouTube and all that, where this man of God will come and say, I heard God's voice, I hear God's voice, I hear God. Yes, it's good, but it's not exclusive. I know you've been into churches where they've walked up to you, mm, your, your dad's name is, mm, it starts with T, I know. You see, I'm not, I'm, I'm bothered, but not too bothered about that. But, 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 but that doesn't show your level of communication. In fact, recently I saw a fool, and I'm calling him a fool. You understand? He picks up the phone. He says, he's dialing Kevin. And then he was speaking to his, I've got the telephone number to God. Are you stupid? You see, these things, it bothers me. And the church was shouting. What are you shouting about? Who has, what is, give me the number. 
No, 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 seriously. Give me the telephone number because God is not a God of exclusivity than in, he wants everyone to be included. That's why he came to die. So what makes you special that he gives you the te- telephone number of heaven? Wait, what codes? What, what country code is it? You, you see, we do crazy things. I wish God's judgment was swift. Honestly. Like just strike him. You, you pick up the phone. Give me a phone. He's, you, look, check on the internet if I'm lying. He picks up the phone. Yeah, 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 papa. Yeah, 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 God. Uh, okay, the, you said the name was, are you stupid? Now, the thing is that if you're really confident of yourself, you're supposed to switch it on, show everybody that you're talking to God and put the microphone in so that we will all hear God's voice speaking to you. At least we heard God speak to Moses. Put it on the microphone. You see, this is a, and you see, the problem is that many people follow that stupidity. Because the more I can isolate myself as hearing God's voice, the more I hold you all in captive. And that's the point. Because many churches are producing fear than faith. But the more I can teach you the word and say you can hear God's voice for yourself and don't fear in making a mistake, the more they feel that I as a pastor will be redundant. No, I'm supposed to just teach you the word. And you're supposed to follow the word and duplicate yourself as a disciple of what the man of God is teaching you. It's just as simple as that. If you raise the dead, God even say only some specific people can raise the dead. We can all lay hands on the dead and they will recover. You can lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. It's, it's clear. Next time I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to put it up because some of you don't believe what I'm saying. He said he had God's number. And so it makes all of us feel like, wow. And so when we now say, you can hear God's voice. <laughs> you, you know, yesterday, I committed a sin. God, God, if I, I haven't gone past the angels, how much will I get to God? No. You're the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You can hear his voice. It's just simple thoughts that God places in your heart. And I will tell you as we go along, hopefully next week, different ways God can speak into your spirit and speak into your mind. It's simple. It's, please, ladies and gentlemen, it is simple. It is not hard. Because if it was hard, then there's no point in Jesus dying for us. He, 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 he took the veil. He split it into two. So we all have access into God. The question is, do we want to hear his voice? And that's the problem, not can I hear his voice? And that's the reason why I was teaching on Sunday. The reason why you don't want to hear the voice is because of the independence of your freedom. You really want to do what you want to do. But when you're in crisis, you're saying, hey, pastor, or someone, can you pray for me? Oh, oh, I, I what is God saying? And the question is, have you re- do you really want to hear his voice? Because Cain is a warrior who gets into a, into a problem, and instead of going where he wants to go, he knew that God could tell him, don't go. And he knew that would affect his, 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 um, his expertise, who he is. But he still asked God, God, I need to know if you're going to go with me or not. Because if you're not going to go with me, I will not go. You must have another plan in bringing them back. Everyone can hear the voice of God. And listen to me. That is even David's 
then when the Holy Spirit wasn't given to everyone. And now the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. You will make right decisions in the name of Jesus. What activates the voice of God? This is where I can go quickly. Number one, I call it the three Ks. One of it is you've got to, uh, you've got, God speaks to you when you kneel in prayer. When you kneel down in prayer. Neglect will hinders your ability to hear God. When you neglect prayer, Bible study, fellowship with God, it affects your thought, it affects your habit, it affects your actions, it affects your character, and it affects your destiny. I'm going to say this. When you are no longer in tune with God, your character will not be like God. Trust me. That's when you behave in certain ways that does not follow the image of God. I've got to teach you guys how to fall in line with God. Anytime I go a period of time not having divine prayer and connection with God, my decisions are never Christ-like. I woke up this morning, I decided, I just wanted to pray, I knew I wasn't going to pray, I said, I need a change of environment. I drove down to church, all the way to church, locked the door and just spent time praying. Didn't open a message, didn't open it, just spent time praying. Because your actions will always come from a place of prayer if you spend time praying. So when Jesus wanted to make a decision, he only made the decision of going to the cross in the place of prayer. The reason why you're angry, the reason why you're making silly decisions, the reason why we enter into confusion is because our actions, our character, our habits are, are affected because we are taking our decisions from circumstances around us and not from God. Because the more you stay with a person, the more you pick up their habits. Look, the more you hang around a person, the more you pick up their habits. And that's why the Bible says bad uh, communication corrupt goods manner. If you associate yourself with some certain things, you will, certain people, what is wrong becomes normal to you after a while. If you hang yourself around people who don't go to church on Sunday, sooner or later, the guilt of Sunday, of not being in church, will soon be normal. Are you following one? Because the first Sunday you'll be looking at ah, by the time this, they'll be doing praise and worship. By, you, you even know the time. Uh, by, by oh, 15 minutes they should have finished. Okay, now they've gone into prayer. The following Sunday, because you're hanging out with them and you've had a hangover, by the time you even wake up in the morning, the first service has finished. Sooner or later, you start to behave like them because whoever you associate yourself with, that is who you will become. Ladies and gentlemen, can I say this quickly? You've got to stay stared up. You've got to stay stared up. Don't let your inner man get to a stage of dormancy. It gets to a stage of dormancy if you haven't prayed for several days. That is the conundrum that I faced during the month of January. 
Am I actually teaching these people to pray or are they depending upon me to lead them to prayer? And as soon as we finish January, we go back to our same habits. Because if you really spend your time praying, you will continue to pray. Every single time you detach from God, you start to behave like the devil. Because there are two forces pulling you, the devil and God. The thing with God is that the devil entices you, God calls you. And when God calls you, he doesn't force you. If your relationship, trust me, your career, trust me, your life is going to go in accordance with God, you've got to be able to put these nails on the ground and pray. You will never be a successful wife apart from God. You will never be a successful husband apart from God. They are tolerating you and you have no idea. People say you need to get into the world. I say let the world get into you. Let the world get into you. We think we go to the world to examine it. But we soon find that it is the world that is actually examining our hearts. Before I used to suffer with insomnia, I couldn't sleep. When I wake up, I just I can't get back to sleep. Now, you, you, you know I can wake up at 7 a.m. in the morning or 8 a.m. in the morning. And in 20 minutes, I can sleep back. You know why? If I want to sleep, it's not me closing my eyes. That won't work. It's just putting the Bible into my ear. Just allow the Bible to play. And before you know anything, I've gone back to bed. I had no idea that it was not a gabbardal shutter. It was not a pill that can make me sleep. It is the pill of the word of God. I'm telling for 20 years insomnia. 20 years when I had my child, I, I, I hardly slept. Because when somebody moves or something moves slightly, my ears are so sensitive that once I'm up, I'm up. Slightly. If he just coughs, I'm going to check him in the room. If he, if he, if he breathes, I, 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 I took him to the hospital because his breathing was not right. And my wife said, he's okay. I said, I'm telling you, I'm, te- I, I, I'm telling you at night, I know how he breathes. And when we went to the hospital, they had to do an operation on him. I couldn't sleep. I thought it was good being a light sleeper. No, it was killing me. I tried everything. One thing I knew I'm never going to try is use pills because I used it before and it made me go a bit loopy. Uh, you know, I think I just woke up and I was just like, I, I, I saw darkness. Things, it, some, it's not, that's not the right word. There's something I need to, I just, I just, I just was seeing things. I just, that's the right word. I was hallucinating. And I knew if I continue like that, I will say things I shouldn't say. Secrets that shouldn't come out will come out soon. <laughs> it didn't work. 20 years were down the line one day. 
out of frustration, I just thought, I can't just keep opening my eyes and just count and then I'll look at the time, two o'clock, look at the time, three o'clock. I can't do this. You know what? Let me use, let me make something, let me, let me make use of this time while I'm awake. You understand? Let me just start reading the Bible start from Genesis. So I put the Bible, I knew if I put the light on, it will affect my wife. You see, this is how you stumble onto glory. I just said, you know, let me put my earphones in. I put the earphones in, Genesis, and, and I like the way it's uh, Genesis chapter 1. And in the beginning was, I'm like, hey, I like his voice. And I just put it there. I, I barely hit verse 25. By the time I opened, it was at Genesis 26. I didn't hit verse 25, but by the time I opened again, it was Genesis. I just heard Genesis 26. I'm like, I'm sure I didn't read the Bible from Genesis 1. And I just looked at the watch, and when I looked at the watch, I had slept off for three hours. You see, the point is this. The word has a way of channeling your life to a better place. We're hearing too much of other people than hearing the word. God has promised to guide us and direct us in making the right decisions at all times by his spirit, but we must, one, be connected to God, two, be sensitive to his spirit, and three, we must be yielded to God to enjoy his benefits. Connected, sensitive, and yielded. So the first thing you have to do is you have to kneel in prayer. The second thing you have to do is, and I've mentioned this before, but I, I want to lay emphasis on this, is you've got to what? Kill the noise. Turn to someone beside you say, kill the noise. Talk to them. Say, kill the noise. Sometimes you have to kill the noise of your husband. You have to kill the noise of your wife. You have to kill the noise of your girlfriend. You have to kill the noise of your boyfriend. You have to kill the noise of your fiancé. They're making too much noise in your ears. They're the most noise makers. The one close to you. The one in your house. Living in your house. You have to kill the noise. Sometimes I ask my wife. Sometimes I'm, eating, I'm, I'm, I'm laying down. She walks into the room. As she walks into the room, I just said, I don't want to hear it. She said, you don't know what I want to say. I said, I just said to you. And yes, I don't want to know. I don't want to hear it. Except it is something to do with my personal life. I don't want to hear it. She says, it's important. I said, no, I don't want to hear it. I mean, I don't want you. I said, if it has to do with church, there will be serious consequences. I don't want to hear it. Oh, it has nothing to do with church. Okay, speak to me. Uh, I just got this phone call. Get out. <laughs> Don't want to hear it. Because this is not the time for noise. I don't hear You had a phone call. Wait, did I call you? I said, if, you, if, it, <laughs> if it relates to my life. So you got a phone call. Who called you? Did I call you? Did my son call you? He didn't call you. So every other thing comes from... No, I don't want to hear it. When I'm in my house, I'm in my house. I'm busy. Huh? And she looks at me. I'm sleeping on the bed. You're busy. 
I'm busy. One day she asked, what are you doing? I said, I'm busy watching TV. Yeah, but what you're watching is a bit scary. I said, yeah. It's a spiritual battle. You need to learn. How do you just hold a knife, a, a sword, and there these armies that are just coming to you, and you stand there with, I'm going to die or not that You know, games of thrones. You got to kill the noise. Kill the noise. This is how I learned. Luke chapter 5 verse 16. Let me show you. Because you may think, oh, this pastor, no. He says, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray in seclusion. Yeah. Uh, but pastor, you are not praying. I prayed and then I want to be, I want to rest. He went, he, if you read the the verses before that, the Bible says, and they were coming to him from all angles. So, he withdrew himself. Sometimes, I have to withdraw myself away from the job, except I will be fired from the job, because the person who gave me the job is more important than the job. My job is to hear his voice, because I can't do his job if I can't hear his voice. You withdraw. Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. Sometimes my son will see me early in the morning just pacing around and praying. I'm just pacing around. You don't have to hear my voice, but I've withdrawn into a lonely place. This afternoon, I withdrew from my house. Now, there's nobody in the house, but the house didn't feel conducive enough for me to pray because I've been looking at this and looking at that. I withdrew myself, came into a place where no one would know I'm here and I just started to pray. Switch off the phone. It's called noise pollution. The devil is constantly competing for your attention. I've said this before and I'll keep saying this until Jesus comes. You've got to learn to switch off the phone. You listen to me. Can I be honest with you? Get a Bible, real page Bible. You understand? For home, for prayer, not your phone. Because I don't succeed praying with the phone. I don't. Come on. I can't see you succeed. I honestly, or except you're using those old phones where there's no internet, nothing on top. If I pick up the phone, one day I picked up the phone because I wanted to sing a song and I didn't know the lyrics. And as I was singing the song, Instagram came in. And then a message came in. And then uh, another message came in. And the one of the messages says, oh, we've debited your account. I quickly pressed it like, whoa, uh, did I buy anything? You see, it, 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 it debited your account. And the money, the money was a lot. And, ah, I just, and when I like, uh, I'm praying. Immediately I said, honey, did you take any money out of the account? Oh, yes. Why didn't you tell me? So we now go, this was now 30 minutes after I started praying. I knew this is never going to work. So I, I sometimes hold my Bible or I just shut everything down and I just pray. You are not going to succeed with the amount of attention that is on these iPads and on these phones. You are playing a dangerous game. Oh, you're praying and the TV is on. It's noise. It's noise. When I'm going to walk, I will pray. Yeah, I, it's a good gesture. 
But if you're going to walk and you're hanging on to something in the tube and someone comes in and is smelling badly, are you still going to be speaking in tongues? Really? Really? Are you, you, do, you, do, you get, you, do you get what I'm saying? It's just, it isn't, or someone just gets close to you and you know it's a pervert. How are you going to keep, you keep praying? You, you, you see, there are times you just have to shut everybody out and pray. Oh baby, I'm coming to see you tonight. No, I want to pray. Eh, does that mean you, you don't want to see me anymore? Did you just hear what I just said? I want to pray. Uh, let's pray together. No. <laughs> because where you want to go with God, you need to hear God. You need to hear God. And you know that you're preparing for this wedding and it's getting out of hand. You need to hear God. So that when you come out, you have enough courage to be able to say to the girl, No. What do you mean by no? No, we're going from 300 to 120. Uh-huh. That's the action you will get. Ah, so you have to be able to pray enough on the inside to make certain decisions. I'm telling you the decisions that we've got to make. You've got to kill the noise. But you can't kill the noise if you don't force nail in prayer. You've got to kill the noise. I'm going to have to close here. Let me give you Matthew 6 6. Matthew 6 6, the message Bible. This is beautiful. Let's read it together. Ready, steady, go. Here's what and you begin to sense this is the Bible. Did you see that? He says, just find that place. So you won't be tempted to role play before God. Most of us are role playing. We are telling God what we want instead of allowing God to tell us what we want. And can I say this? When I say go to a security place, go to pray. I'm not telling you how much hours you should spend there. You know somebody will call and say, oh, I spent six hours praying. God bless you. I can't spend six hours praying. I'm not yet at that level. And if that's the level of spirituality, that's fine. But in my life, I have found out that it's been foolish for a long time. Because when I married my wife, I was praying for three hours. She was praying for three minutes, 30 minutes. She was getting more results than my three hours. Because I was telling God what to do. She was just asking God, God, what can I do? She had more faith than I had more faith. God had to bring me down from my high horse, from my stability, to be able to follow her 30 minutes, and we were getting results. Because her prayer was from faith. Mine was from, I think it's from, from works. The more hours I spent with God, the more the victory. It's simply, so when you want to hear God, you can just talk to God as a father or as a mother or as a friend. Sit there. Be quiet. All you want to do is hear from God because a minute of hearing from God will save you five hours of praying. Do you let me ask you, because before many people think this church is not spiritual, how many hours did David spend praying to God before he made the decision? Did he have all that amount of hours? He just asked God, should I go or should I not go? That's prayer. Simple. 
Sometimes do I pray long hours? Yes. But you, you'll be having that talk. You, 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 when you start to pray, you, you, you will hit on a prayer point and you may spend time praying over it. You understand? To hear the voice of God. But before, I honestly, religious attitude. I'm telling you, I have this religious attitude. If I don't pray for at least an hour, because they taught me that I have to spend a minimum of an hour. It is fantastic. It is a good uh, um, 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 practice, but make sure you don't become so religious in looking at the time. Oh, I've just spent 30 minutes. Oh, I've just spent 20 minutes. Have you ever said, I'm going to pray for an hour and after 15 minutes, you just say, ah, 15, only 15 minutes. You said, so you find yourself competing with time and then that becomes work and not grace. Because you're starting to tell God, but I spent three hours just praying, so I need to get it. And God is saying, I do not reward you according to how long you pray. I reward you because of my grace. In fact, sometimes you even get answers when you're not praying. Do you realize that the best answers you've ever got is when you do pray? In fact, when you went for an interview and you didn't even prepare praying that much, and then you just started the interview and just God gave, just God gave you. It's called mercy and grace. You must create a quiet place within you and around you. Can I say this? I love music. Even Christian music, sometimes you need to switch off and be quiet. Pastor, why are you saying this? Is because this is the most noisy generation in the entire world. We like noise. Check them in the tube. Check them when they're walking. In fact, they put, it, they put the music on so loud in your ears that many people have been stabbed and killed because they were not aware of the environment where they are. When we finish church, you're going home. You're a lady. You get out of the tube and you still got music in your ear. What's the matter with you? Even... Um, Common sense says to you, you've got to watch your environment. Take things out. Because if something is happening, you're supposed to be able to know where you are. You won't see when the danger is coming. And even putting it in your ear signifies you have something special. So it's easy to take. Sometimes, you know, you, 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 you're walking home and you're speaking in tongues. Even the devil and those who want to steal will run. See, this is a mad woman. This is a man. Just, this is not the person I'm looking for. Let me come. Now, I, even as a man, I don't get out of. I, I don't get out of the tube. I don't get to walking down home, and I'm not. And I just put something in my ear. No, even if you put it in one ear, make one ear available, so you know what is going around you. But because you love noise. If I have, I, have you even seen, many of you have been a victim of this. Some people say, I can't read without noise in the background. Some people can't read without music in their ears. Just pass. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that sometimes everything needs to be quiet. How many of us take a walk in the morning? Just like, I just take a walk. It's too cold. Summer also comes sometimes. <laughs> the the, 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 the well-maintained um, 
well-maintained park beside you is for a reason. For you to go and sit there sometimes and just be by yourself. But they're just wasting money on the park that is beside your house. I walk in the park most of the time praying. Long walks. All those corners, crevices, you know. You see people walking with their dogs. I just walk past. Oh, I'm not sure if the dog will bite. No evil will come near your dwelling place. If the dog barks, barks back. You've already started barking at the dog in your prayer before he reaches you. And when he comes near you, it's because of the glory of God. They just can't see. That's enough now. <laughs> so let me reel this off. You must create a quiet place within you and around you. Although a quiet environment is helpful, but an inner quietness is more profitable. A quiet spirit enhances your ability to hear God. A quiet spirit allows you to hear his voice. God just laid this on my heart. And I'm also guilty too. You wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is you switch on the TV. You've got to start to deal with that habit gradually and ask for grace. Some of you just put on a straight face as if I'm not talking to you. you I'm talking to you. You know you do. You switch, the first thing you do is you switch on the TV. Oh, I just want to hear the noise. No, you're not. And then you go from there to MTV. HTV. The first thing some of us do is when we wake up, we reach to our phones and pick up our phones. And the first thing that bombards you is negativity. Someone just had an engagement, then you start crying. <laughs> this is a reality. I mean, I'm, I'm, see, the, the, you need to be able to eliminate the distractions. God does not move in an atmosphere of chaos. You cannot hear God when your spirit is consumed by the cares of the world. Lastly, let me say this. How do I stay in that place? You must learn not to always be in a hurry. When we live hurried lives, God gets stifled. God gets shuffled to the sidelines. And so when we get into prayer, God, God, speak to me quickly, quickly. Uh, I've got five minutes. And God becomes silent. You know why he's silent? Because God doesn't like leftovers. Silence is the element in which great things fashion themselves. Let me give you number three and then close. Keep still in the storm. Keep still in the storm. So the first thing is to kneel. The second thing is to kill the noise. And lastly is to keep still in the storm. Even when you are believing God and you hear God's voice, don't let the storm be the determining factor of God's voice. Because when God still speaks to you, there still may be storm. But you know what? When Jesus woke up in the midst of the storm, he says, be still. He spoke to the wave. The Bible says he rebuked the wave and then he told the wave to be still. You know why? Because he brought that command out of the quietness of his spirit. 
it was a word within his spirit that he was able to address the storm. Storms will come, but when we're quiet in the presence of God, we're able to deal with the storms that when they come. You've got to be able to kneel in prayer. You've got to be able to kill the noise. You've got to be able to keep still in the storm. Because if David wasn't still, he wouldn't hear God's voice. Amen? That is how to create an atmosphere, a platform, something ready for you to be able to consistently hear God's voice. Because many of us are on the wrong course. We are on the wrong train, going in the wrong direction. We've missed the train. And if we want to get back, we better be able to learn how to pray and stay in God's presence. It's not something that everybody preaches around, but it's something that we need. Because if you don't find that stillness and that quietness, you will struggle in life. Because there will be times where you just have to seclude yourself. I'm not saying go into depression. Because many people are hearing something different. Oh, I'm not coming to church. I just want to be by myself. That is not, that is the devil. You need to come out of isolation. I'm talking about times where you just spend time with God. And let me say this quickly. Please make it a habit because many of us do what is called a crash course. We need something now. So we now go into a, 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 a period of fasting and praying for three days to hear God's voice. It won't help you. Or we pick our bags and then we go to Asbenon. You know, if you've never been to Asbenon, it's a player, a place where you can go and pray Christian uh, retreat area and all that. I love it. I've been there before, but I went there for prayer, not because I was in crisis. Somebody came to me recently, some time ago, says, oh, I need to go and go and pray about this issue. I said, you won't hear God. So, ah, Pastor, I said, you, you, you're going to pray for a crisis. You will hear different things. Learn to pray before you pray. So that when it comes, you already know what to do. Because when you go there in a crisis, and you keep living life like that, you become a firefighter instead of a health and safety officer. See the difference? I don't want the fire to come and then start putting it. I want to be able to safeguard my heart. Guard your heart with all that you have because out of it flows the issues of life. When the problem comes, I want to be able to have enough of God that I can hear his voice clearly. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.com dot org dot uk alternatively call us on zero two zero seven four three five three nine three nine you can find us at the citadel worship tabernacle 131 st john's way n19 3rq archway london thank you for listening